It's the Obtuse Angles Podcast with Kyle and Jeremy. Am I getting paid for this one? Welcome, everyone, to the Obtuse Angles Podcast with Kyle and Jeremy. Kyle Fields, former indie worker, current stand-up comedian, podcaster, radio by God broadcaster. Jeremy, wham, bam, 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 boom, boom, thank you, ma'am, Iron Mike, the professor, the southern dandy, the golden child. Ten minutes on either side of putting a ham in the smokehouse, Sutherland. Also... A comedian, podcaster, IT man extraordinaire, and survivor of several surgeries and more to come. And today, on episode 166 of the Obtuse Angles podcast, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. Jeremy, what's going on, buddy? Uh, not a lot, man. Uh, I'm excited. This is the first... Uh First stream we've had in a couple of weeks. We uh, we did a, a double header a couple of weeks back uh, because you were out of town and on vacation, and I'm glad to be back streaming again. And uh, also, we are streaming today on Facebook Live as well. So we've got uh, the Twitch stream and Facebook Live going uh, at the same time simultaneously. So I'm uh, I'm kind of stoked. I'm a little happy for it. We'll see how it turns out. If we get a good response, then we'll keep. Uh, We'll keep on the Facebook live train every week. Hey, speaking of which, uh, follow us on Facebook at the Obtuse Angles Podcast with Kyle and Jeremy. Follow us on Twitter. That's your direct line to this show. I say it each and every single week at Obtuse Podcast. Follow us on Twitch. This is the only podcast that I know of that not only can you watch us record live, but you can also interact with us, have a discussion with us live as we're recording the show. Twitch.tv slash Obtuse Angles Podcast. And uh, I I said episode 166, Jeremy, because I hadn't bothered counting it in literally... 66 episodes <laughs> after after episode 101 i stopped counting and i was like oh man we should do something you know special for episode 150 i wonder what episode we're on so earlier today as i was gathering the show prep i counted and we are way past 166 does that shock you that we've done 166 episodes of this show i gotta say this uh this thing that you and i have been doing this show this is by far the longest relationship I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> I think it is. I legitimately think it, really it is. is. I mean, and you and you've been engaged on multiple <laughs> occasions, but I think I think that this has lasted longer. Hey, you can go back and check out almost all 165 of the previous episodes. We've yanked some for sound quality, but the vast majority are on there at obtuseangles.libson.com. Also on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podcast Addict, everywhere in between. Please like, share, subscribe to this show each and every single Monday. Usually it's going to be delivered right to your digital doorstep again, as Jerry me said unfortunately this one was a little off uh, i went on vacation uh, we were unable to record because of so many things that happened one of them was jeremy had surgery are you okay jeremy yes i've had uh, i've had some surgeries man it, it sucked i've had two in the last uh the last four and a half weeks and uh it's definitely it's 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 been a it's been a big a big wad of suck lately i've been very sick and i've got 
uh, one more procedure uh, this Thursday, so two days from now, and I'm really not looking forward to that. Like, I didn't want to stream tonight, to be honest. All I wanted to do was just sit in a in my big comfy chair and just dread. You know how, like, Sunday night, you get the Sunday night dread when you got to go to work on Monday? I wanted to sit in my chair and just dread uh, this procedure. This procedure coming up Thursday that involves... Uh, things going in and coming out of out of my dick hole. Normally, you pay good money for that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, well, no, trust now, me. My insurance company will be paying good money for that. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about, Jeremy. The surgery that you had a couple of days ago. Before we get into the upcoming surgery, and again, before we get into the topic this week, so. Uh, we have talked about your trials and tribulations with your pecker for many weeks now, Jeremy. And what happened just a few days ago? What surgery did you go through? Um, just a few days ago, I had to have uh, the second round of lithotripsy, which is the procedure where they send, like we have to lay on this special table and they knock you out. They put you under anesthesia and knock you out. And then they use, like, these sonic waves to beat the fuck out of your back and kidneys for, like, 45 minutes trying to break up oh. a kidney stone. Trying to break it into little small pieces so it only feels like the worst pain you've ever had when you pee instead of, like, dying. So yeah. so I'm, I'm assuming that they broke the kidney stone up, they pulverized it. Did you pass it through your penis? Um, well, no, I'm still, I'm still passing it. I mean, it's... You, it, it can take it can take up to a month to six weeks to to pass a, a broken up kidney stone. So it's just coming out in little bitty, little bitty tiny flecks right now at a time that kind of uh, that kind of feel like uh, glass. It kind of feels like pissing hot, stingy glass. Oh, nice! Yeah. Well, there we go. Well, hey, yeah. that kidney stone is coming out, ladies and gentlemen. So now that they have broken up the kidney stone, there is one last piece of business to attend to as jr might say business is about to pick up one more thing what do they have to do in a couple of days to your penis jeremy uh thursday i have a i have a I still have a stent uh in my body now a stent um is a is about an eight and a half inch long uh piece of plastic uh tube that runs from your kidney uh down through your ureter into your bladder one ends in the kidney, one ends in the bladder, and it kind of holds it open. It allows urine and toxins and stuff, and, and then also, in my case, kidney stones uh, to, to flow through neatly. I've had a stent inside my body, inside my kidney, for seven weeks now, and uh, it's, uh, it's, about, it's about time to come out. So I talked to you about this when I was on vacation. Um, I asked, I said, you know... I, I came to the realization that for seven weeks now, this thing has been inside of your body, and that means that you have been unable to masturbate, right? But then you said, no, you have masturbated, but what happened when you when you yanked on your pecker? No, I tried one time, and uh, I overexerted myself, and I irritated, and this was back in the beginning. Like This is like after I've had to stand for maybe like a week. I gave it a shot once. And I wound up uh, irritating uh, uh, the stent inside, so it, it was inflamed and swollen and uh, extremely painful. So just so I could jerk off to 
some fucking porn because I got bored one afternoon. I mean, I, I did all like I went through all that just to yank it for like ten minutes. That was it. You know, whenever you talk to women, women are always like, "Oh my gosh, no, women like sex just as much as men. Women get just as horny as men." There is no woman that is going to yank on her ureter, and no, there is a good chance that it could be pulled out, swollen, and and turned red just because she wants to masturbate. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. So. Jeremy. Oh, 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 and I almost forgot when you went through your procedure, you had a, a special treat for the doctor, right? I did, yeah. Um, last week's procedure, I knew that they were going to, you know, have me naked out on a table in a room full of people. So in a black Sharpie, um, I had Amber write, good luck, doc, on my beanbag. <laughs> that is fantastic. So, um... First of all, I don't know how you had your girlfriend write on your... First of all, give Amber a round of applause. Uh, not only not only for, for having the gumption to see your bag, yeah. which, I mean, that would make any, any normal woman go blind, yeah. but to write on it, did you become aroused as she was writing on your sack? Oh, well, yeah. Like, I've not, I've not came in, like, four weeks, five weeks. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, so surely this is the first time that you've went this long without coming since, since you ever, were what? Thir- since the first time I've came. I've went, I've, I've had two absences from coming in my life. Uh, the first one was the first 12 years I was on this planet. And <laughs> the second one has been this month. Otherwise, it's been at least like uh, the biggest gap has been two days or something. Did you uh, did you have any nocturnal emissions? Did you have any discharges? I'm I'm emitting right now. <laughs> as we what's that? I'm emitting right now as we speak. It's going all. Yeah. Oh, oh, good. I good. got I got okay. yeah underwear full right now. So what was the uh, the doctor's reaction when you woke up? Because here's the thing: if the doctor said anything about it, that would be far less awkward than if he didn't say shit. So so what happened? Um. He uh, he uh, thanked me for the well wishes, and uh, <laughs> and uh, apparently he didn't need it because it went it went really well. Like everything went as well as expected. So he's a good man. He didn't you know he didn't need my he didn't need my well wish, but uh, but I gave it to him anyway, and he appreciated it. He was thankful. Um, I don't think he had as good a sense of humor about it, maybe as some of the other staff did, uh, because they had a chuckle. But uh, he appreciated it nonetheless. There's no way that he could get pissed because, I mean, if you're a doctor who does surgery, you have to be unflappable, right? I mean, this is a guy, he's probably had his hand up people's assholes. He's probably yanked salt shakers and whole watermelons out of people's buttholes. So, I mean, this is, I mean, this is something like, this is a fucking Tuesday afternoon. This is a walk in the park to this guy. So, uh, yeah, don't, don't worry about that. Now, Jeremy. Uh, that brings us to today's topic because, as you said, we are a couple of days away from your next surgery, hopefully your last surgery. They're going to be taking the stint out after seven long, agonizing, non-coming weeks. Okay, so it's going to happen. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jeremy is a little nervous. He's a little stressed about this. So what did we do? I told Jeremy I would relax him because this week's episode is about routine medical procedures that went horribly wrong. Yeah! You're like the worst fucking friend I think I've ever had. 
Like, uh, you know, we, we're, we're talking on the phone and we're kind of uh, chit-chatting and throwing ideas back about what we want to do the episode on. And uh, and, and I, I made the mistake of confiding in you that I might be the slightest bit worried about an upcoming medical procedure. And instead of uh, any kind of fucking solidarity or any kind of uh, uh, consolement, I, instead of instead of consolation, I get... Dude, let's 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 fuck with this this whole thing, man. Let's do an episode on on very very plain routine procedures that went terribly fucking wrong. And I'm like, I yeah, man, that feels wear, great. Thank you so much. Hey, I can't help where my inspiration comes from. Yeah. Okay, for show topics, and and just to prove it to you, every time that we do a topic, I do a ton of research, right? And all of my research is usually, you know, it's it's on screen grabs on my phone. <laughs> For this episode, I did this, again. This is all like, like I, I went to Cracked and I, I saw some articles there. I went to Time. You, I went to People. Did you go high school and double space it so it looks like more? No, no, no. Well, uh, maybe. I uh, literally what I did was I copy and pasted all of my favorite ones. I highlight, I highlighted, and we're not going to be able to get to all of these. I'm aware of that. That that's one. Look at this. Look at all of these pages here. All of these pages. These are all, and again, if you're watching on Twitch, you see the camera. All of these, it's a giant stack of show prep, okay? So, Jeremy, and again, I'm doing this for you, buddy, because I'm letting you know that, yeah, horrible things happen, but it probably won't. So, do you want to go ahead and thank me now? Uh, no, no, I'm good. Let's just get on with it. Okay. Uh, I think this is a very appropriate one to start off when surgery causes a man to start pooping and farting through his penis. <laughs> and again, these are where, all true. These are where, all. Where do I line up to get that surgery? Could you imagine what a fucking party <laughs> trick that would be? Guys, guys, if everyone look, <laughs> everyone gather around. You've got to see my penis. Hey, you can look at what it if does. You, if you were able to fart and shit through your dick. Uh, Delaware resident Joseph Swain had already been through enough by the time he went under. He underwent surgery for a reverse colostomy. Sorry, colostomy. He was recovering from diverticulitis, which is the disease that I'm sure, like many of us, you heard about for the first time when Brock Lesnar had it. It's a horribly painful disease. Well, because of the diverticulitis, part of his colon had to be removed, which called for the initial uh, colostomy. And that's where your poop gets diverted, obviously, from your body to a bag outside of your body. Now, it's not a good thing. I'm sure anybody who has a colostomy bag wishes that they didn't, right? So he recovered from uh, uh, diverticulitis, and the doctors were then going to reattach his colon from the bag back to his body, right? So he could start pooping out of his ass. Well, unfortunately, the doctors accidentally stapled his colon to his bladder, Jeez. The results were exactly what you think they were. Swain began passing fecal matter and gas through his urethra. That's right. Swain was pooping and ripping farts out of his dickhole. In addition to the agonizing torture of squeezing diarrhea through his penis, Swain was also a tremendous risk of serious infection. Swain had to suffer through two weeks of boiling dick farts. Two weeks of boiling dick farts wait, wait, before wait, the wait. mishap. Wait, say dick farts again. 
Come on. Do it. Dick farts. <laughs> Boiling dick farts. That was farts. my very first AOL instant messenger screen name. Was boiling dick was farts? Was it really? Yeah. Boy, well, it was, uh, it was boiling it was dick farts sixty nine. But yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man! Once his bodily functions were returned to normal, Swain filed a lawsuit against the doctors who provo- who performed the reverse colostomy. The doctors maintained that the mishap wasn't their fault, insisting that his terrible ordeal was an unfortunate result of his condition. Ah, no. Uh, Cosmo Bubba on feed right now says, I've seen people so constipated that their bodies make them vomit shit to get it out. But doing it through your penis is a hell of a trick. I didn't realize that you could actually vomit shit. Jeremy, did you know this? No, no, I didn't know that. But uh, but Amber in the chat says, quickest way to never get a blowjob again is to have dick farts. And, and that is that that's your girlfriend who's on the chat with us right now, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> that's why i love amber man her her brain immediately goes to blowjobs she is a 15 year old boy that's a damn cosmo, fine woman Bubba, cosmo also says wasn't dick farts the opening act for the band anal cunt i believe it was cosmo I believe that's Bubba. accurate what about this one uh and i'm going to be alternating between funny and horrific what about a tonsillectomy You know, the removal of tonsils, it's the third most routine surgery performed on children. It's so commonly performed that complications rarely arise. However, surgical errors sometimes do occur, and this is one such case. A 13-year-old went for a simple tonsillectomy in one well-known children's hospital. Nothing unusual was anticipated. However, she never came back from the surgery a healthy girl. As a matter of fact, after awakening from the surgery, bleeding suddenly began from the nose and mouth, followed by cardiac arrest. She was eventually declared brain dead. At last, uh, oh, by the way, as last reported, uh, she is still alive, but she's expected to die. Now, that's, that won't happen to you, though, right, Jeremy? No, no, that's not going to happen. Um, you know what's weird is that we're doing this episode, and it's all, you know, in good fun and stuff. I don't find any of this stuff... Well, I mean, Dick Fart was pretty funny. But for the most part, the show prep, I didn't find anything really that funny. And it's because... I've had two surgeries in the last four weeks, and I'm coming up for my third one. Like, I feel like maybe in a couple of years, surgery will be funny again once it's out of my mind, and it's not so recently, like, floating in my head right. and everything I had to deal with. But uh, I just thought this was going to be a lot funnier. <laughs> it turns out you know it turns what? out people being, uh, you know, damaged for the rest of their life due to medical malpractice just, uh, just wasn't the old knee slapper I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Well, you know what, Jeremy? As a matter of fact, maybe we should just for once in the history of the show have some decorum, have some empathy for our fellow man, and we should... What about surgeons who left 16 items in a man's body? 16! 16! 74-year-old... Now, were they were they medical items, or like were they like scalpels and forceps, or were they like his watch and the keys to his Mercedes and... Uh... A Game Boy. <laughs> there was an Easy Bake Oven in there. Uh, 74-year-old Dirk Schroeder went to a hospital in Germany to undergo surgery for his prostate cancer. Obviously, nothing funny about that. Everything seemed to go well at first, but for the next several months, Schroeder's pain level gradually intensified to an excruciating degree. 
Then one of his nurses noticed a pad of gauze beginning to ooze its way out of one of his surgery wounds. Oh. The gauze was coming out of the wound. So Schroeder was sent back to the, the to the Bavarian Medical Palace, where it was soon discovered that his doctors had left no less than 16 different items in his body. This included an entire roll of bandages, a compress, several more gauze pads, a needle, and a surgical mask. <laughs> you can never be too safe. <laughs> right. Just in case, I, I guess, uh, some little people well, got inside of his body. The important thing is, is that everything they left in his body was sterile. That's the important thing. I mean, he, they could have left like a like a Rolex or they could have left, uh, you know, like some, they, they could have got some dirt or mud in there. At least all the items had been sterilized for surgery. So, you know, there's an upside to it, I guess. That's right, Cosmo. They basically left an entire junk drawer inside the guy. Um, it took two additional surgeries to remove all the shit that they had dropped inside of the old man's body, putting a whole lot of uh, unnecessary strain on a man, unfortunately, in his 70s, dying of prostate cancer. However, without a doubt, the most beautiful detail of the story is the fact that the surgeons refused to even apologize or even acknowledge that they did anything wrong, which, as you'll see, seems to be a theme throughout all well, of that's the stories. thing is that is that uh, in a court of law, especially in mal medical malpractice suits, uh, an apology is 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 an admission of guilt. You're right. It can be used against You're them. So, and while it is very very fucking their fault, it's very their fault. They're never gonna admit to it uh, just based on the fact that their employer, the hospital, is going to be sued for millions and millions of dollars. And they could lose their career, uh, so that's why that's that's why it's going to be a recurring theme uh, in all this show prep that you did is is because simply an apology is an admission of guilt. What about this one? Uh, and this is certainly another man who would not apologize. An Ohio woman went to her doctor for a routine gynecological exam. Happens all the time. Well, instead, she ended up getting her vagina accidentally sprayed with potassium hydroxide, a common drain cleaner ingredient, during a colonoscopy. The physician evidently reached for a mislabeled bottle left in the operating room. Normally, a physician will spray some vinegar into the vagina to detect any abnormalities. I think that's an old sailor trick, too, isn't it? Where you would take a lemon and you'd squeeze it. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, uh, needless to say, the physician's group is now being sued for medical malpractice. Unfortunately, it did not end there for the young women. When the, do when the doctor realized he made a mistake, he instantly tried to wash out the infected area with saline solution. Still not following after the normal procedure, he then quickly applied, applied cream to the cervix without the use of gloves. Now, yeah, because when you're spraying shit in a woman's pussy, you might as well get all the way up in there. Apparently, <laughs> several hours. Several you know what, because, hours. After because what woman doesn't want her cervix finger painted with some medical cream with no gloves on? <laughs> you gonna you going to throw me down and finger paint my cervix? That is, oh my god How, that is my I new that's my new pickup line that is my new pickup line and i've also got i've also got my new favorite insult and i hate to interrupt you 
But I forgot to tell you before we went on the air, I was going to tell you about this insult. I was in 4chan the other day uh, on the toilet, just browsing, looking through random shit on 4chan. And there was a thread where people were posting pictures of their girlfriend, and then other people would reply and talk about how they would rape them and fuck them. And one guy... That's the way it usually goes. Yeah, man. yeah. You know, uh, run-of-the-mill day uh, on 4chan. And a guy had posted a picture of his wife, and one guy replied and said, yeah, she's got a real cute face, but she's got titties like Anthony Hopkins. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> that is... It is. It's hands down one of the most random and funny fucking insults I think I've ever heard in my life. So that is my new thing. Titties you got like, titties like Anthony Hopkins. Please uh, work that into the show as much as you can. Absolutely. Uh, going back to, to that whole having your cervix <coughs> finger painted with cream or whatever. If I had a nickel for every time I read that <laughs> in the newspaper personal ad. You'd have um, one nickel. Going back to the woman really quickly here. Apparently several hours. Again, several hours after leaving the doctor's office, she received a phone call telling her she should probably go to the emergency room of the hospital. Hospital records indicated that the physicians found a plastic bottle cap. Lodged behind the woman's cervix. Jeez. Because I love how just when you think it's done, it gets so, 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 so much sexy. worse. So sexy. Oh, I mean, on. yeah, worse. Sorry. I tell you what, uh, let, let's go to a funny one, okay? A funny one, okay? And again, Jeremy, they're going to be down There's... there in your per in your personal area, right? Surely nothing could go wrong there. What about the doctors who remove the wrong testicle? Oh, that's not f that's not funny. That's terrible. A man who elected not to be identified for some reason uh, went in for surgery in Wiltshire, England, to have a cancerous testicle evicted from his scrotum and i think the phrase evicted from his scrotum is probably the most colorful way that you could say that however due to some spectacular collision of fate and error the surgeon chopped off the wrong testicle the doctor quickly put the put the disembodied testicle on ice and called for a plastic surgeon to try and reattach it because I guess he could lop it off, but he couldn't put it back on. Ugh. It was too late, however, so the doctor had no choice but to remove the remaining testicle, the one that was actually full of cancer, and send the patient home while the hospital courageously pretended that the mishap never happened. Unfortunately, they were forced to reconsider that position when the patient hired a lawyer to sue the hospital, pending an extensive investigation. A spokesman for the hospital apologized for the, quote, regrettable incident, unquote. <laughs> it's, it's very, very regrettable. Very regrettable. We took the wrong ball. That's going to be, that's gonna be <laughs> the, uh, the fucking understatement of the century. Yeah, for when sure. You, for sure. Oh, Jeremy. So I mean, so are, are you feeling better so far? No, about no, I'm the not. Like, I, happen? I'm, I'm kind of blocking it out at this point because I've, I, I'm trying to stay sharp. Uh, so I have comments to, to bandy about uh, while we're recording now. Uh, but ask me again uh, tomorrow morning because I'll be thinking about all these terrible things tonight while I lay sleepless in my bed. But what gets me? The thing that gets me the most is how you can sit there. And do all the show prep and read all these instances where medical procedures and surgeries have gone wrong, knowing that you are 
the biggest fucking hypochondriac I've ever met in my entire life. So how do you how do you reconcile the two? I'm on medicine. <laughs> I'm on so much medicine. Did you know that uh, I've got- no, I'm on I'm on brain medicine. I'm on medicine for my I'm on medicine for my fucking brain, yo. I am too. I'm currently on well but three hundred milligrams a day. All right, we're both crazy. Fuck yeah. yeah. Woo! No, I got mine. I actually uh, went for a doctor's checkup. This is after I'd quit nicotine and quit vaping. Uh, I went uh, for a checkup at the doctor, a follow-up after the original hospital visit. And at the end of the the visit, the doctor was like, so is there anything else that you would like? Do you have any questions, anything you'd like to bring up? And I said, yeah, I've been just a complete fucking asshole recently because I quit smoking. I'm like yelling at the fucking dogs, and I kicked my girlfriend in the stomach and called her fat. And I did all these terrible fucking things. Like, I've just been an insufferable asshole. And he was like, yeah, man, we got pills for that. So he wrote me a prescription for for a Wellbutrin, which is, uh, you know, it's uh, an antidepressant. And it's supposed to uh, it's supposed to ease anxiety. And it, not only is it supposed to help people quit smoking, uh, it's, it's supposed to help people deal uh, with the pangs of nicotine withdrawal and you know cutting cutting someone's fucking head off because you need a cigarette well there you go see i i now my medicine that i'm on is uh for hypochondria and it's funny because i didn't even go to the doc when i got prescribed it i went to the doctor for something else i was like hey uh, i think i'm gonna die and i walked out of there with hypochondria medicine so (laughs) we're both fucking insane uh medicine is not going to be able to help this woman though unfortunately lucinda campbell went to a private hospital in bristol england for surgery to repair a bowel disorder in 2014 but the surgeon anthony dixon allegedly decided to remove her ovaries during the procedure without her consent because they were quote in the way Could you imagine if she'd have got shot in the shoulder and they had to go in to take the bullet out? He was like, well, her fucking heart was right in the way, so we just took it out and got rid of it just, just to get to the bullet. Lucinda said, quote, he thought he'd done me a favor. And he said, I thought, you know, a woman your age wouldn't really need her over us. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the... Uh, that's the kind of that's the kind of attitude you want with it with your surgeon is just a good old fucking attitude like I, you know you know it's different if the mechanics like fuck it and takes out a part you'll never need or or the guy who's you know come to your house to work on your washer dryer but when it comes to surgeons, you, uh, a fuck it mentality really isn't a sought after character trait you look for. This story actually has a happy ending, though. The surgeon was suspended from two hospitals, even though the woman in the story committed suicide a couple of months ago. All righty now. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not, I'm not laughing at suicide. That's not funny. I'm laughing at how you tried to sneak that in under the wire. Like, you could have. You didn't give any names, so you could have completely just let that one go. <clears throat> like you could have lopped off the end of that story instead of trying to slide it in real quick. But you chose to get it in there, and I think that speaks volumes about your journalistic integrity. Thank you, thank you. It was January twenty eighteen. All right, um, <laughs> got a couple more here. What about the man whose nose job required twenty two corrections, uh, and they kept messing it up so much the nose was eventually sliced off. That's not good. Uh, Let's see here. Let's do two more. Let's do two more. What about the man who went in 
to have three teeth pulled. Uh, 21-year-old Chris Christ. Chris Christ, that's his name, stopped by Amazing Family Dental, which <laughs> they did not live up to their name, <laughs> in Indianapolis to have three problem teeth removed. The extraction proceeded normally at first, with Christ receiving a, ge a generous dose of numbing agents before the partial deboning of his mouth. However, once the requested three teeth had been removed, the dentist decided to just go ahead and yank out the remaining 25 teeth from Chris's mouth. Holy shit. Chris, who unfortunately is autistic, was sent staggering back to his family, completely unable to explain what had happened. Probably because he, he couldn't say the letter T anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's Oh God, um, I'm, that's awful. I'm so sorry. This is what I need. Like I'm two so days before I go into surgery, I need to be laughing at someone else's misfortune in a terribly mean way. That yeah, that's uh, that's not inviting some kind of karmic retribution into my life. <laughs> Mike, Mike just said, groan. I know, Mike. Uh, the local news generously referred to the incident as a quote communications mix-up. But one would assume having such a staggeringly life-altering measure, and this is all uh, written by Cracked here, as ripping all of your teeth from your goddamned head would require at least one or two carefully informed signatures and not simply be the dentist default setting. Thank you very much, Cracked.com, for that. Uh, he has filed a complaint with the state. When reached for comment, he said, <laughs> All right, so here is... <laughs> Jeremy, I, uh, I, I I left you with this one. Okay, I'm going to leave you with this one. All right. Let's uh, have it. Let's have it, brother. And your surgery is going to... It, it involves your bladder, and it involves your penis, right? So this story involves both of those things. 67-year-old man from Kentucky underwent surgery. I swear to God, this is all true. Underwent surgery back in 1999 to carve a sizable chunk of cancer out of his bladder. When he awoke from the procedure, his wife was waiting by his bedside to deliver the good news that he was now cancer free. Yeah. Yeah. However, that uplifting diagnosis came with an asterisk in order to prevent the spread of the cancer. His penis and testicles had been scooped out. Jeez. Oh, wait, are you scooped out? How do you scoop out a penis? Well, I'm, you might find out in a couple of days. Now, that might sound like a reasonable, better safe than sorry measure until you hear the rest of the details of the story. First, neither the man nor his wife were informed that the depenification was a possibility before the surgery ever began. And once the surgery was underway, neither one of them was asked for their consent before the doctor removed the man's penis and testicles. To make matters worse, the doctor didn't even bother to check if the cancer had actually spread to the man's genitals until after the surgery surgery was over and his penis was already festering in a medical waste bin. Oh. A tissue a tissue sample from his doomed member was eventually tested and found to be 100% clear. No trace of cancer 
whatsoever. Oh, jeez. This left the man feeling understandably put out, and he sued the hospital for $5 million. Now, despite the fact that $5 million would change Jeremy Mai on your life several times over, somehow that seems like not enough money to me. The case was settled out of court for an unspecified amount, thereby alleviating the castration-happy doctor from having to admit to any wrongdoing, which means he's still there in Kentucky performing surgeries, which means he might be working on you later this week. Man, that is so messed up. Well, that, <laughs> like, it's not funny, dude. It's terribly sad. But but it does raise the question, like what is, like would you give your penis and testicles for let's call it an even ten ten million dollars? No, no, no amount of money, no amount okay, of money, here, no amount okay, of money. Here's my answer. Nope. Uh, not right now. Not not okay. I, I can I can roll with that. Ask but, me but again. When, when, ask me again in nine years. Actually, ask me again in, yeah, in nine years when I'm 45. 40, 45 is not old. Ask me again when I'm 45. <laughs> yeah, but by the time I'm 45, man, I've used my damn penis so much that I've gotten like three guys' lifetimes use out of it. So it's been, it's seen some Hold shit, on, is, man. It's been rode hard and put away wet, if you know what I mean. Is you, I, I do know what you mean. Speaking of which, is your girlfriend Amber still on? the uh the twitch stream here because we might you know you might want to ask her before you're 45 years old and decide to have your penis removed you know you can say that and you know 10 million dollars is a lot of money but would you legitimately at the age of 45 honestly and actually remove your penis because 10 million dollars is so much money especially when you're as poor as we are and especially as we have been 10 million dollars Amber is there. Okay. $10 million would change your life in ways that you can't even possibly imagine until it happens. So, Amber, you're on Twitch right now. Okay. Mike says, I'm almost 40, and I'd take the money. There you have oh it. Oh, my God. Mike <laughs> would take the money at 38 or 39 or whatever the fuck. Amber says, for $10 million, he can buy me a ton of toys. Are you fucking kidding? I can't. I cannot. I cannot see. I thought that because I knew that Mike was older than us. I thought Mike would be like, "Oh my God, Jeremy, you're crazy." I thought that Amber would be like, "Fuck you!" But I love how everyone is just, "Yeah, take my dick. Why not? Take his dick. It's fine. It's money. It's all right." I wish I was rich, so I could make this happen. Just, I mean, and I would do it too. I would do it just so right before you pull the trigger, I would have you call me. <laughs> And uh, with all of this scintillating talk of dicks, Jeremy, good luck on your penis replacement surgery. Uh, I love how Mike says, I-, I got two kids. I got two kids. What else do I need it for? Cosmo says, I'll buy one with a fist at the end of it like the top of Biff Tannen's cane. <laughs> I can't either. There is no quicker way to our hearts than a Back to the Future 2 reference. Thank you so much, everyone, again. Uh, as we said a couple of weeks ago, the future of the Twitch stream is kind of up in the air, but as of right now, make sure you follow us at twitch.tv slash podcast. Turn those notifications on because that's going to let you know when we're going live. And if you'd like to know in advance when we're going live to record these episodes, follow us on Twitter at Obtuse Podcast. As a matter of fact, if you are remotely fond of 
this show in the slightest. Follow us on Twitter at Obtuse Podcast on Twitter because that's your direct line to this show. Once again, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and everywhere in between. Go back and check out the old episodes of the show, 166 strong because they are hashtag evergreen, man. And as a matter of fact, while you're at it, buy yourself a new bottle of tequila so you can play the Mexican cleaning crew drinking game. I am Kyle Fields at Funny Man Fields on Twitter. He is at Sutherland JB. We are at Obtuse Podcast. Jeremy, say goodbye. Ah!